This is the Legal Lounge from Lanyon Bowdler Solicitors, where you'll hear about many aspects of law in England and Wales with special guests, industry experts, and local charities. Here's your host, Amanda Jones. Hello, and welcome to the Legal Lounge, where we now release new episodes every Monday. If you haven't heard previous shows, there's plenty of content for you. If you're going through a divorce, want to know more about claiming for injuries, or you're training to be a lawyer, you can listen to these shows on your favourite podcast app and get more information by visiting lblaw.co.uk forward slash podcast. Our special guest, Anna Redding, was starved of oxygen at birth. And in this episode, she talks to clinical negligence solicitor Lucy Small about the challenges she faced during her school years. Anna now draws portraits using a light box. She also street dances and has ambitions of becoming an actor on a soap. She highlights hidden disabilities and how many people struggle with special needs. Anna would like to see everyone have a little more patience to give people time and not to judge someone. Hi, I'm speaking today with Anna Redding. Anna, you're 21 now, and um, you suffered a hypoxic birth injury, um, which the area of your brain that was impacted upon left you with a disability in terms of your memory, short-term memory loss. It came more apparent as you progressed through school. You've referred to this as your hidden disability and that this impacted on your life from school onwards. Tell me a little bit about what school was like for you. You went to a mainstream school. What do you remember about school? Primary, I would say I needed a TA with me half the time because otherwise if I got told something to do, probably, it would automatically go out of my head five seconds later and then after you needed someone to like help me stay on track of the task that was in hand by from the teacher, like times tables, for example, you always need to keep track on that and so that it can help you in everyday life. In primary school, I would say I found it hard making friends I did have friends growing up there would be like some times where I think people would think of me as oh Anna's the odd one out because she's got a disability and she'll find it hard to understand what we're talking about as in like either whether it was girls or boys I mostly hung hung around with girls so I mostly understood how girls ticked in their head of oh, she might not understand what we're talking about. Let's leave it at that and let's just try and walk away from her, maybe. Did you feel left out? Yeah, a bit isolated sometimes. And going into high school? I wanted to leave by um, year 11. I didn't like it because you felt more isolated than primary school. Primary school, I think, was much better than high school. I had a couple of friends. When I moved into, like, year seven, it was hard finding, like, your clique sort of thing. Mm So most people, when they found out that I had a disability, just thought, well, I don't know whether it was everybody, so I'm not saying that about everyone, but some people could think, oh, like, who's the na- who, who else has a disability? Oh, they might look a bit more your speed, and I'm like, I'm quoting what Harry Potter says. I think I can choose my friends myself, thanks. Growing up, I've tried to be in, like, big groups. It can get a bit loud sometimes, so I have to, like, walk away. But that's not saying that I was trying to be rude to them. It was just the way that I started having it. And then after, I think I was 
I liked being around one friend because then after you didn't have to listen to so many conversations and then after I didn't have to keep finding my way to repeat myself wherever I said the same thing over 16 times. So you've one special friend at school, yeah. really. From school, um, you were at college for, for a bit and then you went to Derwin, specialist college for young people in Oswestry. And I think it's fair to say you thrived there, didn't you? Tell yeah. me about your time there. I was in performing arts... So I did singing, drama, dance, but I did go in at the COVID point, but still I made loads of friends there. I would say because of being in different schools beforehand, I did think like, is everything going to be the same of what it was there? So I still felt like I wanted to stay in my little box, but like still be like cornered as in if people like stir or anything around friendships again for me but then after I started being with one of my best friends Izzy um, and she was absolutely lovely and I've been friends with her for now four years. It's gone by very quickly hasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Well um, and I I recall from when you were at Derwin you you joined the street dance competition is that that's separate is it um you're still doing in in identity dance troupe yes I still do. doing the street dancing competitions yeah we did a we did a street dance just a couple of days ago for for others it would have been two days for me it was just one but that was because the beforehand is contemporary but I don't do that I do the street part of it that felt like a really long dragging day where yeah. at, the, at the end of it I was just lying on my bed after when I got straight back home how did you like, get on how did the group get on very well we came first in our group and I got a fourth place trophy for my solo I think and I think we got third for mine and Eve Stewart. Do you get a real buzz doing that? Yeah, sometimes it can be like it can be really knackering. So I always bring like loads of snacks or loads yeah. of drinks with me at, at that point. Quite energetic. Yeah. Because yeah, you did performing arts pathway at Derwin. Yeah. I know you love acting. Yeah. And I, I know you've been in. I've, I've seen some of your performance and <laughs> videos from your performances, which would be great pantomimes as well but what's your favorite character you've played lumiere darling lumiere <laughs> is that beauty and the beast that yes. one yeah oh wow you... uh, the good french accent yeah <laughs> and you sang in that i was in that in my second year at derwin and i made people laugh that's what i most enjoyed about yeah. it so that was your favorite one you've played do you have a favorite character you'd like to play maybe someone with like more of a singing yeah. role because i absolutely love singing with your singing your performing learning lines lyrics etc how have you adapted so that you can make sure that you can remember your lines if i've got a character that that you've seen before in like a movie i just constantly watch the movie to see which lines are like from that because obviously for diff- for different plays of of how it how it is it can change different lines so it's not every single line that would be in the movie but try and adapt to how they might be talking like Ariel, listen to me, as in Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, who I had to play. Yeah, it's great. So you listen to it over and over again. And that's all very positive, and you've done really well, and that's 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 your passion. Just going back to what you were saying about the, your, your hidden disability and the, the, the impact on daily life, day-to-day things, going to the shops or um, going out, what, how does it impact on, on you on a daily basis? If we went... Shopping, I would usually like using my card most of the time because it's contactless. If I didn't have like any cash on me, for example, but I had my coins with me, it would then leave me in a state of 
yeah, thank God that I have my card. So then after I don't have to work out the exact change um, for, for what I've just paid for. So then after I don't have to feel as if like there's loads of people behind me that could be either a bit naggy or or still nice being like sort of thing like you know, carry on sort of thing because you just don't know what people are like sometimes in different situations. Do you find that? Do you find if you come across people getting frustrated and annoying, annoyed because you're having to take some time with something? I definitely had that one time when I was a teenager and then after I just felt a bit pressured and this was when I didn't have a card or anything like that I was just like felt just pressured like as in please just stop pressuring me stop looking at me as in like tapping their foot or something. Do you find that now? I know you do. You do a bit of work, don't you? Do yeah. you find people are difficult at times? Yes, half the time. That's why sometimes I don't like wearing my lanyard most of the time because I'm like, yeah, even though I don't have a disability, I don't have to automatically just state it out for you. You should be patient with people, even if they might be busy doing three different jobs. Show a bit of patience for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is lacking, isn't it, at the moment? <laughs> um, and how do you find living away from home now? Quite enjoy a bit of independence. Yeah. And I understand also you're a talented artist and you draw with a light box. Can you explain to me what, what it is? I'll give you an example for the listeners. If I was drawing Anton Deck, for example, so I would have a picture of them both and a piece of paper that I could draw on. And then after I would put um, the the picture of Anton Deck on on my light box, turn turn it on, and and then before before actually pressing the on switch to make it light up, I put the piece of paper that I'm going to draw with, and then after and then after put on the light, and then after it would um, come through, and then after say like if I've already drawn ant size so detailly, for example, with his nose. Then after I can see whether I've done a good job or not by turning it off and then after, because you can already see the picture of Ant's face and then see how detailed I have done it or whether I've gone a bit over to the ob- to the opposite side and then just see where I can um, do it better. And yeah, you've done a few portraits, haven't you? And that's opened some opportunities for um, seeing one of your favourite performers, I think, favourite stars. I've drawn a woman called Jayshree Patel. She was a writer on Hollyoaks, now EastEnders. And I got to meet her in Derwin because I asked her, would you like to talk to some performing arts um, students about TV life? And because she's a writer, her... Um, if she if they wanted to become into writing, for example, because I know that some people want to do more than just acting, for example, which I actually found out that she was a teacher first. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Went into. Yeah, she was a teacher first before she was a writer. And there was somebody else, wasn't there? Came as well, an actor. Gabriel Clark. He played um, Ollie on Hollyoaks at one point, and then after he's now gone to do other stuff now. You drew a picture of him, was it? Yeah, I've drawn a picture of him, and. So our second cousins know Sam Retford's nan as well and he was on Ackley Bridge and Coronation Street and he came to college to get um, to talk. He's came about three times and I've just been like this. Yay, great. <laughs> All from your um, contact with him in drawing. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been great for the other students as well. Yeah, um. they felt like they had um, an amazing time which, which everybody should get that opportunity at least once in their life. Going on from that, you've written your own script, 
highlighting challenges. This is Penny Penny for your thoughts, isn't it? Yeah, I wrote the script, yeah. yeah. And what the challenge is your main character, um, what sort of challenges did she face? She is technically a cleaner. That's the job that I've given her. And she is going to be, like, cleaning around and then after she'll find this necklace that belongs to the main character of the show but she doesn't realise how special it is to her because it was the main character's like long lost sister sort of Mm -hmm. thing that the necklace was owned to and then after somebody thinks that she's stealing which she isn't because the uh, the necklace just fell on the floor technically but there's somebody that's going to like walk past that room and then after she's going to get blamed for stealing which she hasn't um and then after she'll have to admit that she that she, that she's got memory loss. She forgot she picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. And how people judging her, thinking that she'd stolen it. And you're hoping that that will eventually somebody will be um, filming that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. And again, it's hidden disability, isn't it? With yeah. her hidden memory loss. Yeah. You've mentioned with regard to that and people not really listening and yeah. not not really understanding what's going on. How do you think this can be improved? For people you mentioned that if just people for just in general everybody should be a bit more patient do you think raising awareness what you're wanting to do would that help yeah i would say that it should help because this is no offense to anyone but i would say that before i was born i think my mum for example i think she wouldn't have understood anything about that many people with di- so many different needs but as soon as i was here she recognises that like there's loads of people out there with different special needs, whether they could be slower in different situations, whether they could be fast in one point of the situation, mm-hmm. that people shouldn't be judged for what they can and can't do, and that people should think to themselves, like, maybe, oh, just give this person time, just don't, like rush them on what they might be doing because it might be a struggle for them but they should also feel as what it is to be in our shoes because imagine if that was swapped the other way around they'd feel dreadful straight afterwards probably and you said you want to be an advocate for people with hidden disabilities yes i'm hoping that like for example when i was back in derwent there was loads of people that that would always want to hang around me because i would not see them as For example, oh, you need more help than others sort of thing. I would not put them down or anything. I would just see them as, no offence, normal people, but I'd know that they all had their special needs, Mm. but I never judged them on that. So that's how I see that the world should be. Not judge, just celebrate the differences, but not take it so, so personally as in, oh, this person can't do this, so... Oh, I'll just move on to the next non-disabled person Mm. to help me out instead. To raise awareness as you say open opportunities what about for you in terms of ambitions and acting or dancing which which dream goal (laughs) mum will already know what this is either coronation street or Hollyoaks, probably yeah acting in acting yeah i've got every confidence that you will achieve what you want to achieve yeah (laughs) thank you very much anna it's really lovely to catch up with you and and um hear about how well you're doing and wish you all the best for the future thank you thank you 
Thanks to Lucy and Anna. If you have a legal issue you'd like me to put to our team to cover in an upcoming episode, please let me know by visiting lblaw.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, please remember to follow or subscribe on your app so you're notified of new releases when they come out every Monday. Speak to you next week. That was the Legal Lounge from Lanyon Bowdler Solicitors. Visit lblaw.co.uk slash podcast for helpful resources. And please do follow or subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode.